Tonight's show is brought to you by the Imperial Federalist Labor Party of Veloxi's Vixens. We're a fun, independent faction that's conveniently located near resource extraction sites, conflict zones, if we're lucky, and has excellent outfitting and shipyards. From mining to bounty hunting to smuggling and more, come to Tombow Station in Orcas and hang with Veloxi's Vixens today. Okay, we are going live in three, two, one. Yeah, man, like a good shoe polish buzz. Nothing beats. <laughs> we're we're live. Hi, oh, thank everyone. God. Uh, welcome to the Space Cave Junkie <laughs> Podcast. Shining his shoes. Frack. Frack. Trying to curse less, folks. No, man, that's the side benefits of a shooting right. boy job. You think they don't get nothing out of it, right? Like, here's a quarter, you know, don't spend it all in one place. But they have a buzz all day because the shoe polish is good shit. Just say is it? Is it really? That's why they always look happy. I didn't know that. You know, yeah, this is a euphoric the best thing. intro we've ever done. <laughs> You know, I should just start. Rec- I just started. Should just start streaming at random times as we talk. Just boom! <laughs> Hi, everyone. Just oh go. my god! Go. Elite dangerous announcement. No, we're not. Th- we're not there yet. We're not. Was the wrong stop. day we're, to no. stop sniffing glue. We're not what? there yet. Um, Hi, everyone. I'm your co-host Brian, and joining me as always is your co-host Jim. Sniffing glue. Yes, and your co-host Hunter. Oh, this is a riot. Uh-huh. <laughs> And we have a guest this week joining us, oh god, from Canada, St. Paul's Newfoundland, I hope I said that, Finland, Finland, um, St. John's New Finland. I found this new land. <laughs> new Finland, in Canada, Colin Walsh of Celsius Game Studios to talk about his early access open space trading combat everything game, Drifter. Hello. Hi. Well, oh, you haven't sound- you been here before? No, no, actually, really, this is his first God, time. It seems that yeah. way because you've been in, you've been in like early access for what, like ten years or something. The uh, the easily um, yes, I've been in early access actually longer than early access has existed because so I, I have a time machine. So I promised everybody <laughs> in the forum that the first question I was going to ask you is how come you haven't put a video up for a year because we thought you were dead. Like, I look at your YouTube channel and there's nothing. It's he's been, been posting, like a year. He's been posting stuff on Steam. There was a new update in in December. Yeah, but I only work in YouTube terms, so <laughs> I wouldn't know. Okay. Um. Well, maybe I should have a video up, but yeah, no, I haven't. Uh... Hey, he's got a cat video on his YouTube page. Oh, <laughs> salvation is at hand. All right, we're good. Okay. <laughs> By the way, that's Ryan, my, that's I bought my, my wife that YouTube. book today. Page, but yes, the um, the company one I haven't updated uh, with a new trailer in a while, but it has progressed a fair amount since the last one. So um, you're not wrong. I should yeah, probably you, get a new new video. Have you gotten a third dimension yet? I mean, it's been a while. So has it evolved into no. like height yet, or you're still flat? I. This is kind it's... of flat space, but that name was already taken. Uh. It's an interesting story, actually, because the game was originally going to be top-down, like kind of Starflight, um, Star Control 2 kind Ooh. of thing. But uh, basically, because it was all in a 3D engine, um, I pulled the camera back one day, and it looked way better. So I just stuck with that. So it's 
2.5D. You get half I, the dimension. I do like how it looks. I, I, I've always enjoyed the ship, the ship that you start with. The, the, what's it called? The Strike? The Strike? The, the Strike, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I've, always I'm a big enjoyed fan. The, I've always enjoyed the design of this ship. But there are other ships you can buy in the game at some point, right? Yes. Eventually. Yeah. Okay, good, good, good. That's one of the, see, that's why I never understood about, um, about, um, X Rebirth. Like, one of the great things about these games is people love buying new ships. It's like a game where you buy, it's like a driving game where you get new cars. Yeah, but you why never get you, tired of the Alder on Skunk. I'm sorry, Albion the Albion Skunk. skunk. And, I know, and, I did that on purpose. Oh, okay. No, you do get tired of it because you can only see one part of it, and it's either you're looking at the screen, you're looking at a door, or you're looking at that co-pilot's haunting empty eyes. Yeah, but for two hundred dollars, <laughs> you can get another sh- another ship. That never mind. <laughs> so, folks, we uh, yeah, for <laughs> for fifty dollars, you can buy that game. Um, for, so, folks, a little bit of shock of um, of um, housekeeping before we continue. We are going to slowly be introducing format into the show we're actually going to actually start having something of a format format uh, c colon it's it's not finalized yet we're still working on it so we're not doing it for at least a few more weeks but we're uh, we're, we're actually doing it right now this is it we're, we're, we're going to be talking about we've replaced news. his coffee with full crystals <laughs> god that stuff is disgusting um it's not real coffee so we're gonna like talk, we're gonna have an intro. We're gonna do news. We're gonna talk about the game. We're gonna have you know an outro type thing. Uh, be a little more structured, not a ton, but just a little bit more structured because also the show is gonna be available um, in the current version. If you're currently a subscriber, then you get both halves of the show for one low price. Um, but starting <laughs> at the first of next month, then you'll have to get the uh, the show. And yeah. the multiplayer part of the show separately uh, for full price. Yeah, we're going to be happy. But if you buy one, then we'll give the other one at a half-off discount. Right. Uh, so so if you want to subscribe to the Sheevan edition of the podcast, it's nineteen ninety five a month. And not only do you get the not only do you get the game, the uh, podcast in English, you will get it translated into Klingon. So. Yes. That's value for money. <laughs> I mean, you can't not afford to subscribe. For nine nine ninety five, I will paint any podcast any color. Guaranteed to not chip, so crack, or peel. So all I'm saying is we're going to be working slowly, we're working on this format into the show as we test it out. And so we're going to try a little bit of news this week just to see how we do. Uh, so, Jim, why don't you start off with your favorite bit of news this week? Go for it. Oh, yes. So that would be the um, Elite Dangerous Wing Commander Arena module. The Wait, no. But they called it Arena. Why why do they have to try to emulate everything that Star Citizen does, including (laughs) the failure? Okay, so, so here's some history. Back in June, they came out with the Close Quarters Combat module. Right, which is an it's it's very otherwise referred to as CQC. Yes, CQC. So this was this came out to much thunderous applause, and then was quickly forgotten three days later. Um, We we tried right the one multiplayer Thursday. We jumped in there. There There's like four of us. It's like cool. Let's find a game, and we sat for like twenty minutes and couldn't find anybody else to play with. Uh, Okay, so um, I guess nobody's playing that. So I went in single player. 
and then it, it dropped me into an open spot. But if you come with a, a pre-made four-man team, like, hey, we're friends, we're going to play this like people would do, forget it. Because you're going to sit and wait for another four-man team to show up, and apparently that's never. So, mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, this was the thing that was brought out. It addressed this community tug-of-war where you have the whiners that are PvP whiners that say, God, we want PvP and we want to keep score and we want to whatever. And then you have the Care Bear whiners that say, we don't ever want to get shot at by people. So they said, well, let's contain this in an arena and these people can shoot at each other in there and we'll have a scoreboard and you know, and you can have like money that you earn there. We'll feed back into the main game proper, which it doesn't. And you know, then we're going to make it an eSport and it'll be like super popular and we're going to talk about it in the game, which they don't, um, you know, and I, I would, it, it's just, it's another thing like power play, right? It's like, there's a thing there. If you want to go look for it, if you notice that it exists, it might be fun for you. Um, but like with power play, it's there. Do you notice? Would anybody notice unless they open that part of the map and say, hmm, what's nope. this? Let me go read a website. See, I here's, read the, the here's, the, here's the opportunity I think they're missing with CQC is that I thought it would be like more integrated into the actual game, like a gladiatorial event. Like if you want to participate, you have to go to this station and get a ship. But yeah, if you or want have to it on spec- the freaking news ticker. Let me know that it's yeah, going on. Yeah, if right? you want to spectate, you have to dock at a station and like go to the spectating arena or whatever, you know? What about betting? I could bet on people. Wow. It would be it would be like a professional sport, right? And then I could That'd just be, be like, hey, I'm gonna put a thousand credits on Brian to lose. Because, you know, I know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, they, they just, they put a thing and it's like they checked off yeah. the box. Like, okay, the thing is there. All right, let's move on to the next thing. And then, like, planetary landings, right? Much thunder and whatever. Okay, now we have the same problem set on the planet that we did in space, which is there's just nothing compelling to do. There's plenty of stuff to do, right? And when Braben talks about this stuff, well, first off, the the most ludicrous shit that he said was, oh, well, we're kind of reaching out to the Call of Duty crowd here because, you know, it's people that aren't. He did. He said that. He's like, well, maybe we'll get some of those kids, right? You know, that they just want to have a competitive multiplayer shootery thing, and, and it'll be like a gateway experience to get them into the main game if they dig it. Or if not, we just get seven bucks out of them, and you know it is what it is. And it also kind of brings population into the CQC thing for those of us who already have it and wish that there was people to play with. I guess. Um, I don't know. At that point, I would say, shit, man, give that thing away for free because then it's going to get some popularity, right? Like microtransacted or something. But yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't see that happening. And I don't see that it's going to see further development either. I think it's just going to be a, well, here's this thing and we've moved on, right? Because their their fundamental business problem is that every December they want me to spend 40 more dollars, you know, to, to keep my subscription, air quotes, subscription going. Yes. Okay. And I would do that. But the problem yeah. is that they have to start in June with developing whatever this killer app is that I have to have, right? Do but, you know that? But this, yeah, that's when they started with the whole planet thing. They announced it like back in June, well, right? They, they were like CQC it. shipped out. 
well, they're probably working on it in the background. But then what they did is they took people off the development stuff, like the the girl I cannot remember her name that was developing the uh, the spaceship AI, and mm-hmm. and it was like, okay, all the AI for all the ships is rock stupid, and there's no Ooh. difference between an inexperienced and a super deadly pilot. They don't fight any differently. You know, they're just sort of a target, and uh, they've tweaked out like the damage stuff. And, and that, but it's it's like you know, they don't fight any different. Okay, so she was working on AI, and this was from I think actually CQC kind of maybe if they're smart played into this because then they can watch how people fight and teach the AI, right? Because here's all the tricks. You know, we have an observation platform to just isolated watch fights, and then we'll see how people actually succeed, and we'll teach the AI to do that. So she's working on that. And they took her off of that because, well, somebody's got to make those golf carts drive around on the moon. And that feature has been backburnered for a year. And it's just now that they said, like, in 2.3, it's going to come in. Well, we're not even to 2.1 yet. So where are we? I don't know. I lost track. But, you know, but it's still, it's going to be summertime before we see that crap. But at least it's back on the front burner, right? But that's what I'm talking about whenever I say, well, this shit causes detrimental delays to core content whenever they go off on a tangent like that. And CQC was a tangent that nobody really wanted. Everybody said they wanted it, and then when they got it, they, you know, it's like, I want pie, and you get pie, and then you don't eat it. And it's like, yeah, well, we CQC, want cake instead. Like, I mean, we've said this already, but if CQC was integrated into the main thing, I'd probably play it more often. Yeah. Or at least spectate. Like it'd be cool. Like if I like was I went to a station and like I didn't really feel like going anywhere just yet. Like I needed to just take a breather. I could be like, oh, I'm going to go over to the CQC arena and watch a match. I can't even do that. Like, can I? Yeah. Spe- so, yeah. so here's the cure for this, right? I hope you're listening, Dave. Dave, pay attention. So what you do when it, when they have multiplayer like that, you have to record ship position data and you have to transmit that to the server and to the other players, right? So why don't you also stream that to a file? Because you have the ship position data for everything that all those ships are doing in the 3D space. So have an ability to upload that file, and then I can play it back as a recorded combat in the engine, right? So if I want to go watch a CQC fight, yeah, that might be, you know, like a, a half a meg file. It'll just be a text file, right? Like a, you know, compressed up little thing. It, but I can rehydrate that and watch it in the engine and watch the fight play out. And I could watch it from any damn angle I want, right? Um, give me camera controls. Because they've, they've got that crappy debug camera right now. Things mm. terrible. The reason that they limit it so much is they don't want anybody to be able to actually fly the ship in third person and have some advantage or, or whatever. So, all right, fine. Let me have full camera control in external view, anything I want to look at that's in the instance with me in a recording, right? And then think about this. The machinima guys will go apeshit with this. They will make feature films, right, using that engine. They've they've already kind of done it, but they have to use another ship that's got its external camera thing, and they do, like, flybys of it or, or whatever. It takes a lot of coordination and effort. But with this thing, it would be like effortless. It would it would be kind of like what GTA's got. They've got a, a film recorder, right? You can record like you know minutes of gameplay, load it up in the editor, edit that thing like Hollywood style, do whatever the hell you want with it, and then save it and upload it to YouTube. 
why not do that for Elite? Because that would promote the shit out of this game, and we would do it for you, right? All those content creator machinima dudes would absolutely be the best commercial you could possibly get. And the data's already there. It's not like they have to invent this thing. So that's my giant suggestion for CQC, because then you could take those combat films and upload the bad boys and just be like, hey, you want to watch the fights from last night? Hey, here's the tournament. You know, you can download like all the battles from the tournament and watch them. Okay. Anyway. Right. So fun. Yeah. So uh, I guess our other news is uh, that uh, Star Citizen has disintegrated into, I mean, split into two halves now. So we have the multiplayer package and the Squadron 42 single-player package, which will now be sold as individual products, which, depending on who you talk to, has been the intent all along or is a brand-new thing that they just figured out. Um, I look at it like this. I've been yelling since day one, ship Squadron 42 and then worry about the open world. So I can't really complain about it. Um, However, comma, if you buy... buy the Squadron 42, and then get the added-on stuff, it's more expensive. Of course. Just, just, just saying. Just, just throw yeah. all this yeah. out there. But it pales an... to the cost of a single spaceship, so whatever, right? Mind you, I have combed over their Kickstarter with a fine-tooth brush like the guy from Spaceballs. We ain't found shit. So, yeah. No, it says on their Kickstarter that they, they wanted to sell it for $60. I, okay. I looked. It's, Sixty dollars is not that's, my thing. That's what it costs is, now. That's what it costs I understand, now. but that's not my point. So, so what about this? We've been playing a lot of GTA, right? And in that game, you buy a car, right? And it costs money in the game. But you can also, if you don't have enough money, you can put money in real money and get in-game money, and then buy that fancy car. Right, order it on the internet, it gets delivered to your garage. However, if you do not insure that car and that car gets blown up, your SOL, the car is gone. Ask me how I know. And so, you know, it's like I stole a car, I spent like $200,000 modding the shit out of it. I forgot that you have to call the insurance company and it got destroyed by another player because people are griefers in that thing. And my car is gone and there's no way to get it back. So can you imagine if those are all real money cars and that same situation exists in Star Citizen because that is absolutely the business model. So, hmm, I don't know about that. People are going to just freak out because people already cry in Elite. Okay, the the, the rebuy cost on a ship is like, what, 5% of the cost of the ship and you automatically get insurance and people still cry like, oh, God, my ship got blown up. Yeah, I, I think it should be Iron Man. It should be like your ship got blown up. It was a hundred million dollar ship. Yep, that's it. <laughs> you know, rogue like, yep, blew it up. Sorry, shouldn't have flown that damn thing then if you didn't know how to fly it. But you know, but then people freak out because glitch in the game blew me up or something, right? And then you know, so it, it's a bag of worms that they probably don't want to open. But anyway, you know, it's it's just that kind of thing in Star Citizen. I see, like, beyond the launch, right, once the open world thing comes up, that's going to be a money siphon forever if you have stuff. Because that has been their stated business model is if you have a ship and it gets blown up, 
your SOL, and we don't care if you paid real-world money for it or not, because the only way to have gotten insurance on the ship is had you bought it back in the day when we were giving free insurance. Otherwise, even the insurance is going to take money out of your pocket. So, you know, and you got to pay that, like, what, monthly? <laughs> so it's like the more crap you own, the bigger your subscription fee is going to be. Ooh. I don't know if they would ever do that, but it sounds... I'll believe it. It sounds awful. That, that's well, why I was, from day one, I was like, nope, wait and see. <laughs> I'm not putting a dime toward this thing, and I'm really glad that I did. But you know what game I would give all my money for? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, is sliders or drifters. What What's this game called? It's called Drifter. Thank you. Um, we need to work on that. We said we we're going to do news for like five or ten minutes. That was like eighty thousand minutes. It, but it, it was—it's a terrible week for that because we have two giant outrages that I That's just can't. True. That's true. It's, I'm having a hemorrhoidal flare up here. Okay, I gotta—I gotta get my cream. So, all right, go ahead and talk about uh, slider or whatever it is. Hi, it's Drifter, for God's sakes! Hi, Colin. Hi, Brian. <laughs> so I am playing your game, and um. I really like it. I uh, I was a Kickstarter backer back in 2012. Thank you. That's, not, that's how long this has um, been working on. How long before that Kickstarter had you been, had you been working on this game? Uh, before the Kickstarter, I'd actually started development in mid-2011. Okay, wow. But, uh, I mean, obviously, uh, without the Kickstarter, that really kind of helped a lot, basically. I was able to... Um, <sighs> hire an artist to do like all the 3d stuff his name is sven bergstrom and he's amazing but uh yeah so basically um i'm the only developer like i'm doing all the programming and the game design and stuff like that and he's doing all the art and we've got uh danny baranowski doing the soundtrack but oh uh, yes you may have heard that of that name i have i've heard that name but uh, basically, um, it's a fairly, um, what's the right word, ambitious game. But right. I'm, I'm making my way through to the end, slowly but surely. Right. And, and like we were talking about this before the show, um, it's been in development a while. Like the Kickstarter was, uh, was 2012. It's now 2016. It, but slow and steady wins the race, they say. So I, I personally, you know, don't have a problem ah, with that. Oh God, there's a fight right outside the station. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah. So combat in this game is kind of crazy because is there a strafe functionality? Because if there is, I've not been able to find it. Uh, no, the idea is to basically, because it's inertial flight, uh, you basically head in the direction you want to go, and then you can change your heading without, like, you can change the facing of your ship without changing the direction you're moving in, basically. Right. So, right, so which back, is nice. way back in the day, um, you were working on something called Red Nova. All right. So, is that like it evolved into Drifter, or is uh, that a separate? Yeah. Red Nova was used as kind of the. Uh, basis of Drifter, yes. I was going to take... Originally, it was going to be sort of top-down. Like, Red Nova was a top-down, just pure space, endless space shooter for iPhone. But uh, the idea was to take that and then make a space trading game using the same, like, 
camera position and flight mechanics and stuff like that. It was going to be, I guess, similar to, uh, like I was saying before, um, Star Control 2 or Starflight. Um, and a lot of people compare Drifter to, um, what is it called? See, I, I never played it, but a lot of people say it's like um, this top-down Mac space trading game that I, the name is oh, escape, escape velocity. Yes. Escape okay. EV Nova. That's us. Thank you. Right. That's an, that's an excellent game. I, I mean, I'm glad people are comparing the game that's, favorably. That's a, it's that's like, a, it, that's a very <laughs> positive comparison. Yes. It's like, this is a lot like EV Nova. And it's like, well, that's good, but I've never played that game. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, and, like I was saying, it's it was originally going to be a top-down game, but then uh, it's all in like my custom 3D engine. So one day I uh, I was like adding planets and space stations and things to the the initial kind of like test version, and I swung the camera down, and it just felt right, like it was really expansive and looked a million times better, like. Top down works, but it's like well, the it problem doesn't with quite... those things is always the limitation of like why can I only see five feet in front of me? Yeah, so exactly. whenever you whenever you drop it down to a three quarter mm-hmm. isometric, then it's, now you have actually distance out in front of you. Yeah, so it's like and you I, can you can like plan your route. And yeah, I like what it stuff. does around the asteroids and stuff too, because you have you know there, there's actually from a top down you wouldn't have anybody get obscured behind obstacles, but whenever you turn the angle to this, then yeah, they can hide behind things. I don't know if you saw in the chat, but someone said, uh, Merrick said they loved how your uh, updates were named after Red Drifter, Red Dwarf, Red, Red Dwarf. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, stuff. the yeah the initial uh, yeah that's I've been the the I don't know if it went into two point but like the first few point releases were all named after uh, Red Dwarf and then I basically all the updates um have are named after um sci fi things now basically like I think <laughs> the latest one is. Narcissus or Nostromo? I think it's Narcissus. <laughs> it's the it's the name of the ship that the shuttle that leaves the Nostromo at the end of Alien. I don't even remember the name of that thing, but you're probably right. <laughs> so right now, uh, for folks um, uh, doing the audio, I am playing the game and I am doing a patrol uh, for money. I've already got some bounties. It's kind of a nice thing. You get paid to do the waypoints, and you get paid to, um, and you get paid to, uh, and you get paid bounties. Pretty nice. Now I've been wondering something. How can I select the next waypoint in the in this series of patrols? Um, selecting the waypoints in the game is uh, it will be something that you can do, but you can't do it. Right oh, thank God. Okay, yeah. thank, because right because it's been driving me kind of crazy. <laughs> yeah, so here's a question for you. I uh, I know the game is called Drifter, and uh, I, I get that. Is there a way to actually come to a complete stop? Yes, you press uh, S on your keyboard or down on the D-pad on your controller. You know, I tried that, and it didn't do it. I kept it- drifting. Uh, oh, did, down on the oh, down on the D pad does it. I'm pulling down on the stick. Yeah, it's down on the D pad. 
Because I've been clicking the button and then hitting the stop thing, like the stop sign. Yeah, you can do doing. that too. There's many options. Uh, if the sensitivity on the stick on your joystick is a bit high, it might be picking that up and interrupting the stop. Oh. So that could that be what sense. the problem is there. I'm... I, one thing that I really like about this is, is the simplicity of you, you have vector stuff that's going on, you know, so it's Newtonian. Um, yet, just looking at the symbology down in the lower left, it's like I have an arrow that clearly shows me which way I'm headed, and then I've got a little speedometer there that's my velocity. So, so I know which way I need to turn in order to counter what direction I'm going in and such. So, um, yeah, very uh, simple. Very a nice. lot of games try vector stuff, and it ends up like kind of weird, right? Because you, you're not real <laughs> sure what, especially when they do it like in 3D, right? So, um, like uh, the Evercron stuff. Once you get used to it, it's cool. But if you're not familiar, I mean, we've got like a lifetime of history playing these games, so it's obvious, you know, like oh, that's a that's a you know a vector carrot on the on the HUD. But to like uh, normal folks, it's just like oh, I don't know what that is. You know, <laughs> it's like the dust is going <laughs> sideways, so I must be sliding. Well, I mean, uh, like that's kind of my design goal for the game. Actually, is like I. I grew up playing these games, and I love them to death, but I also feel like sometimes maybe they might be, like, the barrier for just someone who, like, really wants to play a space game, but might not be into, like, the Six Degrees of Freedom or just the vast complexity that a lot of these games have. Like, they're they're really unapproachable, and I'm just, I like... Part of me is like, well, I'm older, I don't have a lot of, like, sometimes, like, I don't have a lot of time to kind of just get into one of these games, but I still want to play a game and get, like, have all of the feelings and experiences that you get playing these games without having this just, you know, massive cliff of, like, learning curve, basically. Yeah, it's it's very moving in this game, even though it's Newtonian, to me at least, is pretty damned intuitive. I mean, I'm still getting a handle on the combat, but um, yeah, this pr- movement is pretty intuitive, I think, which I like. Yeah, and like some of the other stuff that I've been working on is like the the ship customization, and like all like I want to have like the deep. St- deep systems, but, like, the ability to, like, make them approachable and necessarily, like, something that you can kind of, like, if somebody's not into that, they can ignore it. Like, I've played a ton of these games, and there's, like, a million things you can do in them, and there's, you know, somebody who is just content to play, um, you know, like, EVE Online or something like that and just mine asteroids, and they, you know, that's that's entertainment for them but they don't want to get into, like, the other, you know, 700 things you can do in that game. So I'm just trying to basically, like, you can buy a ship, and you don't need to necessarily need to worry about loading it out optimally, and you'll still, like, be able to fly that ship, and it'll be, you know, it's not going to be garbage, basically. Right. So one other thing that I note immediately here is uh, you have this star map. It's really big. 
right? So is it like every single star in the whole galaxy is a plottable course? Uh, it is, yeah. Okay. There's 20,000 stars currently. I'm I'm not sure if I'm going to up, up it before release, but at the very least there will be 20,000 stars. And there, okay. I'm also working on some um, other places that you can go, basically, that um, aren't there right now. That's cool. So is star placement randomly generated, or is it actually like consistent from game to game? Uh, right now, basically, it's all based off of the same seeds. So somebody playing the game gets the, like, everyone playing the game gets the same galaxy. I kind of, that's oh, intentional okay. because, like, I want to have, um, exploration elements like, say, artifacts or, like, derelict ships or something like that. And people will be able to share information online about like you know oh hey this system over here has this thing and so oh yeah i totally get that yeah. it's the the thing that i'm that i'm wondering in this and and by the way it it kind of reminds me of uh, another game that has a similar map but your game i can actually put bookmarks on the map and remember the waypoints and where I've been. Mm, I don't know what that I other see game what would be. Mm. I see what you did there i see what you did there Raven! but anyway um yeah, so the question that I had, though, is that star map. Um, how how do you generate all that? You know, it's, it's Is it like at load time, it's just like it calculates, okay, I'm going to stick some stars these places, or what? Because a lot of these games have a big map like that, and, and it's just like, do they have a data file that's got all those points, or is it just a seed that you know uses an algorithm and just creates them, or, you know, or what? Uh, it depends. Uh, because I want to display the entire map at once, I pre-create and pre-populate the data file at first boot up, like when you first get the game. I noticed down. that. Yeah, I noticed yeah. that. So, and it, and it just, like, it creates all the stars and um, models the galaxy using its... its smoke and mirrors basically but using some okay. like math functions and stuff to create the spiral arms and all that kind of neat stuff but uh yeah basically with drifter uh all the star positions are created um and i believe like the security ratings but everything else like when you open a system it actually create like it it creates the same system every time because it uses like fixed like a fixed seed with the random mm-hmm. number generator, but basically every time you open a system or enter a system, it creates that on the fly. Okay, so all uh-huh. the names are like randomly assigned and stuff too, or what? Oh yeah, yeah. They're okay. uh, just now. It's like this sort of like some of them are not very pronounceable, but it uses um, oh, what's the term? Basically, uses um, an algorithm that mashes together sort of word-like syllables, basically. Oh, okay. Yeah, because one of the things that I noticed, like, you know, uh, in Elite, I'll say the name, I'm sorry, but <laughs> but in Elite, um, the stars are actually named what they are, at least in the, the place that's local to us, where we care what the names of things are, right? So so it's like, you know, if I, if I want to look at, like, Wolf 359, 
which unfortunately the debris from the Borg War is not there. Um, but you know, if I want to fly out there, I, I can. Um, or like Alpha Centauri, and it's approximately the distance that it sh- and position where it should be. So the constellations are right. And I'm wondering how they cooked an algorithm that does that. I get, I guess they do data for local things, and then when you get out in the wild, it just algorithms it. Because who cares? Yeah, no, I, I'm pretty sure. Um, oh, I. Yeah, I, I actually found a page that did. They talked about the creation algorithm for the for Frontier, which was like uh-huh. Elite Two, but the like the old Elite from 1984. Uh, but they're basically, I believe, like the local systems that were kind of like again in Elite Dangerous, the same kind of thing. They were fixed data. And yeah, do you think we're else... paying him sixty bucks just to bring out old code from twenty years ago? Is that what this is? <laughs> he's he's just reusing. No. no, I think I'm pretty sure the new one's a little bit more complicated than that. Yeah, but uh... I'm I'm actually quite impressed with. Uh, I don't know if you've messed around with it, but Pioneer Space Sim, which is a basically a reboot of Frontier, and but it's open I've source. I've heard of it, but I haven't played it. No. It's it's pretty neat, and then they uh, they had a fork of it that actually went for sale on Steam. It was oh, called Paragon, and then uh, Cliffy B paid him some money and took the name Paragon because he's going to make some shooter game that's going to be that. So now it's called Jump Drive. Interesting. But, but it, essentially, it and Paragon Space Sim are are like uh, co-joined twins of a sort. But anyway, it, it it has like that same code, so they had to reverse engineer all that stuff that went down in, in Frontier, but they got it pretty accurate. Yeah, I think they released the source code for Elite and Frontier. Um, geez, that was a while ago. Now that was probably be- that was before uh, Elite Dangerous even came on the scene. Mm. But because uh, there's yeah, also they... like a GL Frontier that's been out for some time. That was like a Linux deal. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. They get got a lot of love over the years. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. I mean, they're basically like you know, elite is kind of like the progenitor of the entire genre, basically. So. Yeah. So was that one of your first uh, games? Like that's what put you on the path to to Drifter. Uh yeah. Like um, I guess Drifter's like main influences are uh, Frontier, um, Privateer. And probably uh, Starflight are like the biggest ones. And there's some other like uh, other space games that I play that kind of like probably show up from time to time, like um, Solar Winds and uh, Star Control Two and stuff like that. But those those were the three big ones. And I'm kind of like I want to kind of capture the you know just messing around in a spaceship feel of Frontier. Mm. And then the the story mode. Eventually, there will be like a, an actual like story campaign, kind of taken from Privateer. Oh, okay. And uh, it it's not something that's going to be like a 1.0 feature, but I want to do um, planetary landings, kind of like uh, Starflight did. That's Ooh. not going to be paid DLC, right? Oh God, no. I'm sorry. Who do you think, I, do you think I am? Somebody who can who can command that? No. <laughs> so 
sorry. You'll 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 find that I take every opportunity to dig into certain <clears throat> products. But yeah. Um, my only I, my I, only regret is I'm not Chris Roberts, and I can't charge hundreds of dollars for a spaceship. Yeah, but I think when the FTC don't feel uh, bad investigation about hits, you're going to be glad that you're not Chris Roberts. <laughs> so. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So I'm I'm looking at uh, you got a stock market going on here. That's kind of uh, cool. And yeah. So I mean, it's yeah. Basically, there's um like right now there's trading. There are some procedural missions, uh, mining. Um, and like bounty hunting and stuff like that. And I'm working on, um, the, I'm calling it a uh, material synthesis, but it's basically like a crafting system. But I'm, I'm part of the reason that it takes so long to work on that is I'm kind of like building a bunch of different, um, like, Component like uh, materials basically that go into it, so it's kind of like chicken and the egg. So I've got to I've got to have the the foundation there to do that. But then I've got to have a bunch of ingredients that go into the components, and then the stuff that you make basically. So there's a lot of stuff there. Oh, cool. So I'm looking down the the list of ships that you can get here. So some of these are clearly like big transport ships, and you know others are more like a fightery kind of thing. So, so can I get my space trucker fix here? Like if I just if I want to be just hauling freight and buying low and selling high, that's I'm going to get my jollies right here. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. And I'm I'm actually uh, one thing that I would like to have eventually is. Um, like a more dynamic system with the the stock markets. So basically the, the prices fluctuate over time. Mm-hmm. Like right now, basically there are price differences between systems and things like that. But if you find like a good route, it's, it's kind of frontierish in that it'll always be like an evergreen route, basically. Mm-hmm. Like, so do you, selling, do you have, sorry. Well, do you have some systems that like, this is an industrial system and they're going to want, a certain thing and then the you know this other system will buy the stuff from there so there's like a natural route or do all the systems kind of take care of their own but there'll be the occasional commodity that's a little bit profitable uh no no it's it, it is based on like there's a formula basically that determines the price and demand of goods in, in each mm-hmm. system based on like the system type and the um the government level and things like that Okay, so are the systems like themed like that? Then, like this is this system is a certain kind of system, and therefore uh, they want is, things. Uh, like right now, basically the station types are randomized, but eventually, like when you go to a mining system, there will be a mining specific station, basically with its own. Uh, like some of the in- internal bits will be the same. But like the uh, the docking bay will be themed, and the like the main promenade area. That's mm. kind of borrowed from Privateer, but yeah, uh, I th- I, th- I felt they did that really well. So yeah, because it's a thing that I mean it, the back end economy stuff that you have here. Can I go in here and actually disrupt that? Like I I can like buy up all of a commodity and cause like a gold rush on it or something or. Uh, not currently. That's what I was saying bef- uh, before. Is what I'd like to have eventually is is more of a simulation mm. underneath that. That kind of like takes it. Like basically, there will be like virtual traders 
that you'll be competing with, but it'll also, like, if you buy out all the supply, it'll affect that system's, like, the demand for that. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool, because that's a thing that all these space games really need to have. And and I was actually shocked that uh, it was Star Nomad 2, and we had Hoy on you know, a few weeks back. Um, that was a game, it's a 2D top-down, kind of simple-looking, you know, like, fly around and, and trade a little bit and whatever. But then when I got to talking to him, he's got that whole back-end sim thing going on, and, and there'll be, like you know, events that will randomly happen on planets. Like, oh, a plague broke out, so now medicine is spiked up over there. So if you can go grab medicine cheap and hustle it over there before that goes away, you're going to get bank, um, you know, and that, and that sort of thing. Um, and then if you go in and screw the economy up in a, in a system, then you actually kind of weaken them militarily, and that can actually change the military campaign that you don't directly control. But the, you know, friendly forces might, if you go in and soften them up, economically, then friendly forces can come in there and actually invade it. Larry, stuff, uh, so. Larry, to answer your question, we're talking to the developer of Drifter while Brian plays it for us. Sorry, I was answering a question in chat there. That's cool. Oh, okay. But yeah, so that that's the, the kind of thing Thank that you. I've always wanted to see in these, is, is like if there's a fight going on and they're producing ships somewhere. Well, they're going to need to get the parts for the ships oh. from a factory, and the factory is going to get to need to get the ore from a mine to make those parts. Ooh. So you have like a supply chain kind of thing, and Ooh. and ultimately that's what I want to see in one of these games is is where you know if I go kill the guys that are mining, I can actually stop the production of the battleship. That'd be cool. Yeah, you know. So I mean, it's this could get there. You know, if you want to go that deep with it. But it's it's almost like you know the player gets a mission, because you, you come in here and you and you have a mission office, right? So how how do those missions get generated now, and what's your eventual thing for it? Because if if a station has a need, I would think okay, the station is low supply of this, it's going to want somebody to go get it, so it should generate a mission to for somebody to do it. But if the player doesn't do it in time, then it'll send an NPC to get it done. Yeah, like right now, it's just they're um, the current missions are basically just uh, simple, procedurally generated, like um, <laughs> from a from a few templates, basically. But eventually, I, I'm I'm the way I'm looking at it. I want to have um, like faction based missions where, like, eventually the game's going to have a bunch of different factions, and you'll have um, like standing among those factions. So if you do missions for one faction, it might affect your standing with other ones. But um, in addition to that, like I'm looking at um, what's the right word? Uh, like events, basically. Mm. Like like timed events. Like uh, you know, you might get you might actually get like instead of going to the mission office, you might actually get a mission from, you know, somebody's like, oh, your standing is so good. Like, here's a mission that we feel that you're the the person to carry this out, basically. So you'll get like a, what is it? Like a, like a message inbox, basically. And you can say, oh, well, I'll take this or I'll ignore this. I'll let the, you know, these people 
get killed by this horrible plague or something like that, and that would end up like tanking your standing or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's really yeah. So yeah. what you have this variety of different ships, right? So as I make money I can I can get better equipment. Um how do the missions take into account or or will they, you know, I, I don't assume that they do it yet. But whenever a player gets a really cool ship, do you have to look at like, okay, what's he flying now? So I need to scale this mission to be appropriate to that. Cause you don't want it to be a cakewalk and you don't want it to be too much. But then um, again, you should be able to get into a situation where it is too much and you need to run, right? Like, Oh, I never should have came here. Uh, I basically, I don't think like my plan at least is to not gate the missions based on your say, like eventually there's going to be, um, like your character or like pilot will also have um like skills and attributes but um I don't want, like I don't want to use that to kind of determine the the difficulty of the missions so basically there'll probably be um like missions that you can take that are like way too easy once you get to a certain point but eventually there'll be other missions that you can take on so that basically you can tell by looking at the mission through some sort of feedback how difficult it is based on, say, the location of the mission or who you're going up against or the number of ships. So basically, like some of them, it'll probably be like you take this mission in this system, so the game will build the opponents to a certain um, like difficulty level. Or like so, it, like the number of opponents you fight, face and their loadouts and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because there's there's kind of you know two ways that you that you get into that that I've seen in games. So, um, did, did you play any of the of the Bethesda stuff like Oblivion and, and Skyrim and that? Because that's like the clearest example of of screwing it up. Is <laughs> Oblivion? <laughs> um, so in Oblivion, it would always tailor the enemies to be an appropriate level to the character, which meant that I could walk in to a cave and there's a dragon, right? And the dragon is going to be about the same level, you know, where I could deal with it. So if I'm low level, it's going to be a low level dragon. But conversely, if I'm high level and I come back to the starter town, now the, the rogues who should be, you know, these are poor people, right? They rob people on the road. Why are they wearing like super magic armor? <laughs> you know, it's like they they've got glass and dragon scale armor. Why are you guys robbing people on the side of the road? Clearly, you're billionaires. You know, so um, that that's kind of where it gets goofy. But I like the thing of of kind of like a progressive a progression, right? Like if the further you get from the starting area, or there are some systems that are like a brighter red on the map, like it's, it's scarier there, you know, make sure you're ready for it. And you might get there and just be like, Oh God, and jump back out, you know, <laughs> because it's like, Whoa, that that's way beyond me. Um, but then you don't necessarily want it to be like an onion, right? Where as I get like each concentric ring of distance away, they get tougher because that's kind of unnatural too. So I, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting problem to solve and I'm not sure how I would do it. 
Um, yeah, no, I've been giving it a lot of thought for sure. Uh, it's like you said, I mean, it's, it's basically going to be, um, like already in the game, there's a, um, like a, a safety rating basically on each system. So like if, if you don't want to get into combat a lot, like uh, I was trying to say earlier, uh, like I want to try and cater to a bunch of different play styles because some people don't really want to, you know, be fighting pirates all the time because they'd rather just, you know, truck around basically hauling goods between systems. So you can kind of stay in the safer systems. And so like there'll be, you know, pirate occupied systems that, depending on how close they are to, say, um, like a central, uh, like, capital system or station, like, the closer you get, basically, the higher the numbers go up and the chances of encountering better equipped ships increases. So it's... Ooh, nice. Yeah. So it's... That's kind of, like, where I kind of my head has been thinking about this. No, I, 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 I hear you. Cause I just, um, I was having a real tough time with some earlier pirates, but now that I've uh, gotten a little more used to combat and upgraded my guns, cause I found some fat loot. Yeah. I found, I found a shield generator, and a jump drive, man. That gave me a nice bit of credits. Um, I found some nice stuff. So I upgraded my guns and that last fight was a lot better. <laughs> yeah, the, the starting weapons aren't really all that great, but They're I guess not. that's kind of the point. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally the point. But that was fun. I, my only suggestion, uh, you probably have thought of this, but like if you're doing a waypoint mission, cause maybe number them and then like point me to the first one and the next one. Because I was like, ah, which one am I going to? I don't know. Because the text overlaps each other. And uh, early access, folks. Early access. <laughs> it's it's on the list. Trust me. Yay! Because I see my see I love these games, but my bread and butter is missions. I love missions. Like I'm terrible. Like I'm playing it. I've this week I'm playing through the X three one of the X three games. Um, Albion Prelude, and they're business sims. Really, they're not spaceship games. You know, <laughs> have you ever gotten any kind of good at it? Because no, I have never gotten no. to the point where I can own anything. I'm no. just I fly around. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Yeah, I, I know feel so I disconnected. can own things. Yeah, I, I feel so disconnected. Like I feel like I'm a headless. I feel like I'm a head floating in a spaceship. You know, I don't feel like I'm a pilot in a spaceship. Yeah, so, I watched a strategy video. Speaking of X three, so it's Terran Conflict was the one because I, I keep hearing like Terran Conflict is better than Albion Prelude for really? a viewer player. So oh, start okay. there. And so I'm doing that and I, and I watched one of those YouTube things, you know, where they're like, okay, we're going to show you how to <laughs> succeed at this. So it's like, okay, you go here and you, you know, you start as a merchant and that means you get the big merchant ship. He's like, sell that cause you want the money and then take the money and buy a scanner. And then we go to this system and we're going to buy this thing. And then we go to that system and we buy, and it seems like, you know, the stuff that he's buying, which seems like fundamental equipment is only in one station. And it's like, well, really? Like a scanner? That should be at every shipyard. It's weird. That should, Maybe that that's should what... come pre that should come pre-installed like a navigational yeah. unit in a Toyota and a Honda Fit. Yeah, so For what God I find sakes. is like the better scanner you have, 
the bigger the radius of sight around your ship is. So if you get a nice scanner, you just fly in, and it's like, boom, there's the whole system. Okay, now I don't have to fly around and kiss every gate to figure out where they're at. And then he through some of the systems, the ones that I would avoid, because they're they're like nebula, right? It's like you're flying, you can't see your hand in front of your face, so I'm never going to find anything because I don't have a mm. scanner. Well, now you got a bitchin' scanner, so you oh. can see everything. And you fly through that, and he's like, okay, now go up here and behind that asteroid, yeah, there's a ship. So you EVA out of your ship and fly over to that ship, and now you own it. And it's like a frickin' Star Destroyer, right? And it's like, what? They just left this parked here? Like, nobody's noticed? Okay. So he's like, okay, now we take this, and it would be really nice to have, but we're going to sell it and take the money. And now he's like a frickin' billionaire. And he's like, all right, now you just do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay. So you have to you have to know the golden path, or you struggle your whole life. Yeah, no, wow. I'm, I'm, I'm t- I took the, um, I took a thing with the Argon Peacekeeper, it's called, and it's just one little task slash mission after another, which is like, yay, this is exactly what I need. Just give me a thing to do and pay me to do it. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, I'm, enjo- I've been enjoying the, even though you say they're, they're very basic, I'm still enjoying them. Like I like patrol missions and I like stuff like that. So I am yeah. enjoying them. There's just some quality of life things that I would love to see, you know, that's all. <laughs> oh, no, totally. I agree, 100%. It's kind of like, I basically, um, like, in addition to working on all the big systems that I've been working on and trying to implement, I'm, as I've been going, I've been trying to um, tweak the interface, make it a bit better, and, like, you know, I, I've, I'd be getting feedback from people. It's like, this is really clunky. And it's like, yeah, I know. I'm really sorry. I'll... I'll fix it for next time and just, you know, try and Did you... oh, sorry. That's okay. No, I was going to say, have you guys seen our chat room right now? Someone's using it for their homework. Oh, nice. Someone's using it for their engineering homework. Like someone's talking about making a car go fast or something. I just thought that's funny. <laughs> it's kind of adorable. Actually. We actually do do people's homework for a fee. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't right mean you're going to get an A on it, but we'll do it. <laughs> I'd forgotten that there was chat on the YouTube stream, and I just opened it. So, Oh, I'm yeah, hopeful. great. Hi, yeah. YouTube. Because people, people have been asking about the game. Like One of the early questions was, um, when will it come out of early access? Which is probably what everyone's wondering. Uh, um, I'm, I really, just, just I really want to get it this done. year. Just Sorry. say when it's done. Just oh, say okay. when it's done. Okay. <laughs> when, when it's done, but I'm, hey. I, I'm trying very hard to get it out of early access as soon as humanly possible. Can you say very hard again? Very so hard? Your, your Canadian shows. Sorry, <laughs> A... Uh, no, 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 I wasn't meaning it like that, I'm sorry, it was just kind of, it was funny, it was funny. Well, you know, like, the one time whenever he tried to grow a mouse in a beer bottle, right? Still. And one thing I do uh. like about your game is you really don't really need to worry about fuel too much. Like, every now and then it's like, oh god, I have to fucking dock and refuel. But with this game, it's like, I need to jump here. Okay, you have enough animatter to do it. Go. <laughs> I do eventually want to have a hardcore mode where, like, oh. as as a post 1.0 thing, obviously, but just, like, uh, you know, total <laughs> permadeath, you have to manage, like, your fuel, which is burned up by your capacitors and, like, flying, basically, 
and maybe even go so far as have like oxygen supplies and things like that. It's like, oh, you're out of oxygen, so you're dead. I don't know, man. I have to call your your Canadian citizenship into question, though, because I I made a total uh, strange brew joke there and got nothing. Do you have I'm, Do you have no Bob and Doug McKenzie uh, faith? No, There's, I'm I I haven't actually I. I watched a lot of SCTV. I've never seen Strange, Strange Brew. And oh. in a very Canadian fashion, I am sorry. I'll drink a glass of that. And he wins the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. So now I've got another mission that I haven't seen before. Rogue Replicant. I feel like I'm Decker. Let's see. It is, in fact, a a bit of a reference to Blade Runner. Ah, uh, yes. I have to take his core back. I would love to be able to click on the name of the system and just have it selected. That'd be nice because it's it's highlighted. It makes me like want to click it. Yeah, actually, in the last update, I did add little um, indicators in in the star map that shows where your target oh. systems are. Eventually, you'll be able to click on it and select the system, but as a sort of stopgap solution. Have you seen your own star map? <laughs> I have. It's 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 huge. Like, how am I supposed to see a little indicator in this thing? Just zoom in, <laughs> zoom in. You'll be zoom fine. in, see that zoom magnifying in. Glass. Uh, <clears throat> so I'm looking for a system called Vibrato. Oh, there it is. So wait, our mission's always going to be within a certain radius of where you are. So if you'll you'll see the indicator on the zoom level. Uh, yeah, basically. Oh, you know what? I want an Easter egg. Can you do an Easter egg for me? If you grab that that magnifying glass, you can actually like hold it over the planet and like burn the little people off of it. Like, <laughs> I'll see what I can do. Okay. By the way, I did Ooh, notice okay. um, you've got some. Is this going to be also a, a mobile game as well? Because I noticed there's a lot of touch stuff that's, you know, like the tactile. Um, like whenever you roll the menus up and down, they bounce, much like an iPhone interface. Um, uh, well, it, it, originally the game, like all the UI stuff. Um, it was going to be on the Vita, wasn't it? Yes, still is. And PlayStation oh, 4. Really? It's going to be on the Vita? <gasps> yes. I'll be able to play this on the Vita? Oh, my God. Are you going to have like any kind of cloud save? Thing? Like, can uh, I play that's the, here? That, that is, in fact, the plan. Oh, oh sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you need your fainting couch, Brian? Yeah, I, I, I need, I, I've, got, I've got the vapors. Someone give me my smelling salts. Oh, my goodness. The, the, the ultimate goal, um, and it may not be available at first, but uh, basically the save games are, like, cross-platform compatible, oh, but eventually nice. there will be an ability to move them around somehow. Ooh. So basically, like as somebody asked, when is this hitting PSN? Uh, when, basically, Sony doesn't really have an early access thing, so it has to go 1.0, which, as I said, I'm working towards. <laughs> hey. so when, it, when it goes 1.0, then I've got to go through certification. Which yeah, which also, before, here's, which here's also something for you. Well. Here's something for you, just as a side tangent. You want to talk about early access. Something that struck me as odd and I don't think I've seen this with any other game, so correct me if I'm wrong here, chat and fellow podcasters. I was at Walmart the other day, shamefully, and uh, I was in their electronics section, and I saw on the PC shelf a copy of Space Engineers. Can what? somebody 
Can what? somebody explain that to me? What? Because was it, was it a legit box or was it done? Yeah, with yeah, 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 or yeah, yeah. Okay. Even even it even said on the box uh, uh, disclaimer: this game is still in development. Now, I had no idea that. What? I I I am. It's is that a thing? Apparently. <laughs> anyway, I just, I had to say it because he's talked about early access and it triggered me. So that's insane. That's in. How could you box an early access game? I don't know. Call up uh, Keen and, and talk to them. That doesn't. That. Hopefully, it's just a Steam key and a box. Yeah. That's what I thought was. I was like, is that what this is? <laughs> With a big piece of paper that says this is an early access game. Oh, God. Okay. I thought I was getting hurt, but no, he is. Yay! De- Deckard is currently reciting the Tears and Rain speech, <laughs> but you can't hear him. Ah, uh, yeah, because it's space. Well, it wouldn't have been Deckard that said that. It would have actually been Roy. Roy? Roy, okay. Roy, Roy. yes. Ah, uh, take away my nerd card. That's okay. That's okay. Um, no, you take away ours because you're the one making the game. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. So I got to take this thing back now. That was pretty cool. I got hurt so, pretty um, bad. So what? What? Uh, what have you been coding this with? Like, are you in a specific engine or? Uh, I'm a horrible person who hates himself, and I've written the game in my own engine because I Whoa, like don't, making things hard. Don't don't say you're a horrible person. That's pretty awesome. Not too many people, <laughs> not too many people we talk to say that they're making it in their own engine. So exactly. yeah, it was it was just kind of like um, I mean, when I did Red Nova, that was in my own engine, and it just kind of like, oh hey, this is convenient. Just to keep doing this. So. It's- is, I it, didn't, is I there didn't crossover call, in the engines? Sorry, is there crossover in the engines? Is it the oh, same totally. engine? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I've it it took that engine and just kept working with it. I mean, I I've had to make a lot of changes to it to make it like it was originally made with being cross-platform in mind. But then when I started working on like the PlayStation, the Vita, and the PS4 version, I had to like strip out all of like the OpenGL that I was using. And like write my own graphics Look, wrapper library thing. So let me ask you something: Have you have you have you actually worked in other engines though? Have you tried other engines out? Um, I've kind of played around with. Um, oh, somebody said Hyperlight Drifter. I was first. Thank you. Sorry. Yeah, that's what. Uh, <laughs> that's what. Um, that's what YouTube Gaming does. Like I typed in Drifter to put that in, and it filled it in Hyperlight Drifter on its oh, own. Of course. <laughs> um, um but anyway i was saying the uh like i've i've kind of played around with um unity and unreal and some of the older ones but basically okay. i i just like had something that i'd written ages and ages ago and kind of well, modified well, that i guess my question really is boiling down to do you find it easier dealing with something that you've written yourself rather than some other proprietary engine um I think I basically managed to avoid the trap that a lot of people fall into when they write their own engines, is that they're like, oh, I've got to have all these features in the engine before I can start making the game. So basically, the way I've been doing it is I just kind of like implement the bare minimum of what I need and just and go with that. go, yeah. yeah. So, okay, um, get Chris Roberts on the phone. 
Yeah, I heard you guys are close. <laughs> oh yeah, we you had stood a story. Close you, once. you had a story about that. Why don't you share that? Because that's actually a cool story. Um, I wouldn't say close, but I have met David Raven and Chris well, you Roberts. Know, you you met you had a story. Uh, basically, uh, there's this uh, yearly conference, Game Developers Conference, where everybody who makes games goes and talks about making games and all Did that you kind say of stuff. It's a game Developers Conference. Yes. Okay. But uh, the first year that I went in 2011, they started this thing called uh, Classic Game Postmortems, where they'd get developers of classic games that you know everybody knows and loves to deliver a postmortem about that game, basically to you know talk about like the development challenges and all that kind of stuff. So weirdly enough, uh, David Braben was. Uh, giving a classic game postmortem on the original Elite from 1984. And so I'm like, well, I've got to go to that. Uh, So I ended up, I I went to that, and basically after every talk, uh, everyone, like, who wants to kind of, like, hangs around at the end to talk to the speaker. So I'm like, well, you know, what opportunity is this to, you know, meet one of the people who made one of my favorite games. So I stuck around and I was, you know, just chatted with David and talked about the games that I was making. And I was saying, I I told him even, what was it uh, that I was work Like I told him about the game Red Nova that I was working on and had just released. And that I was thinking about making a space trading game. And he thought that was amusing. But uh, next to him, I uh, was, Chris Roberts, like I, I, everyone has a, a name badge basically, and it's like, is this? This is weird. So anyway, I'm introduced myself. Name badge actually have his name or just a picture of him? Like, <laughs> no, it's he, like you know who I am. <laughs> actually, weirdly enough, this was like in 2011. Chris Roberts was kind of like not really active in the game industry because he had gone into uh, movie making. Because he had been running a production company for years and years. Yeah, I, I have a story, but I'll tell you later. <laughs> but anyway, it was it was it was nice getting to talk to people who had made games that I really enjoyed, and they were both gracious enough to actually chat with me for a bit before they uh, they went off. And had their That's secret awesome. conference about. Uh... Ruling the economic structure of the game industry as it is. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about when I met Peter Molyneux? No, I don't oh, think yeah. so. So I was at E3, and I was in the bathroom, and uh, I looked to my side, just out of the corner of my eye, there was this really tall guy. And I looked, and oh god, it's Peter Molyneux, and I'm standing there, like, taking a piss next to the legend. And... Um, so all I could think was to say that I was very angry that he took my cow away in the third level of black and white, but I would forgive him. Really? Did that yeah. actually happen? Yes, it really happened. I didn't. I of course did not speak to him while he had you know his junk in his hand trying to do things. But you know, it's like still <laughs> I gotta shake your hand. Awkward. Oh my god! <laughs> it's awkward, right? Oh god! Yeah. But I caught myself before I like rolled around and peed on his shoe. You know, I was like, "Oh God!" It's... I actually, but had... I, I did seriously tell him that in the hallway, though. I was like, "I'm so upset with you because of the cow." 
That is interesting because I also met Peter Molyneux at a uh, conference in France in 2014. That was also weird for me. There was no weird bathroom thing though. Just oh, that's just to good. Be clear. That's that should only happen once. <laughs> if it if it was like a pattern of things, then he would start to get really weird about it. Need like an entourage to escort him every time he had to go. Because he's like, I just keep meeting people in the bathroom. It's like this is weird. <laughs> Why does this keep happening? Oh God! <laughs> I do most of my best Facebook posting from the bathroom. I'm just saying. Well, it's it's it's. Because, I don't know if you've because, ever read my column. It's it's, but, it's because you're loosening your sphincter muscle, and that actually allows more energy to go to your brain because you're usually clenching that up more. But when you're able no, no, to relax no, your sphincter it, muscle more, it's actually it, kind it, of the it opposite. It actually relaxes right? I, your brain. Oh. No, I start I start posting about Star Citizen or or whatever, and it's like the the anger in it that you know sometimes it, it just kind of helps with the process. You can be a so little more make, forceful. So you make your own drifters. Is that what we're talking about? No, no, that would be floater. That's a whole different game. <laughs> what is even going on? I don't know. I don't Some, know. Somehow, something went wrong. We do tangents. Uh, so how many different types? I'm seeing uh, right now, uh, let's see, it looks like three, four different types of missions right now. You have patrol, survey, uh, astro, astro geology survey, rogue, replicant, and courier required. Uh, so how many more uh, t- types of missions are you planning? Um, I don't have a number in mind, but a fair bit more than that, for sure. Okay. That's, like, these that, are, that's these are kind one. of just like, you know, this is just to get you, you know, give, give people something to do while thing, things happen. And it, it worked for me. I made over a hundred thousand credits that last patrol. I mean, it only, this, the, the mission itself only paid like 11,000, but with bounties and loot, I made a killing. <laughs> you know, if we can somehow get Colin and the guy that's making Astrox together, and and we just mash these two games nah, together, no, Astrox is like a relaxed, chill, like I don't want to think too much game where this takes a little more effort, which is fine. You know, it's just that's what it's what you want to put in uh, to the game, so it's a little different. I, I'm just saying, peanut butter and and chocolate, we we could make it a thing. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh man, yeah, because I I've, I have toyed with this through the years as it's um, matured, and I've, I've just really enjoyed seeing where it's going. Now, uh, someone was asking earlier about the AI. It looked like, to them, it looks like it's just jousting, like flying straight towards you, shooting, jousting again. Is that the, the extent of the AI can do right now, or we're like, well... More dangerous systems maybe have more uh, advanced AI with better pilots, that sort of thing. Like, what's going uh, on with the AI right now? That's kind of the extent of it. There, it's actually a, a, a fair bit smarter than it was when I started out. I am basically they kind of the jousting is kind of at least for now a happy medium. Like it works a lot better for the faster ships, but the the slower ships get hurt. Like they're they don't do so well, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, it, like, eventually, I want to basically add a bit more smarts to the AI. But I'm also working on um, like I'm, I don't have a name for it yet. But basically, I want 
to have uh, a new maneuver that added to the game in the near future that will basically give the AI a bit of a leg up and give the player a bit of a leg up as well because it, it, it'll make the combat a little less awkward. Because that's that is a pro- like it because it's all on the one plane. It's you end up in situations where there's a lot more collisions, I guess, between the player and enemy ships. So it's it's with six degrees of freedom. While it's more challenging to deal with, it also gives me a lot. Like it would it would give me a lot more freedom to move around. But obviously, I'm not going that direction, so I need to kind of. Well, I wonder if a solution instead of the ships actually colliding, you could actually just have have them pass over each other or something. You know, like just change the Z order enough that they slip past each other. Well, that's kind of what I the the goal of this maneuver that I'm working on is going to allow basically. But is that uh, a thing that the like, player has to consciously do? Or yeah, like basically, you, Helga, like I've invented a maneuver. I was just thinking that. I was just thinking that. <laughs> Sorry, Helga, I've invented a maneuver. It'll be famous in restaurants. Sorry, sorry. What is it, Doctor Heimlich? <laughs> Why are you calling me Doctor Heimlich? I'm your husband. Sorry, sorry. Uh, when you said maneuver, apparently Hunter and I both thought of the same Eddie Izzard bit. <laughs> He's like, I've invented a maneuver. <laughs> I'm I'm perfectly okay with being characterized in that uh, <laughs> in that way. So you know the bit we're talking about? Yes. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Okay, I, I don't know what people have seen, so that's great. No, I'm really happy that you know that. I have a sense of relief that I have no idea what you're talking about. And, you, uh, that's oh my okay. God! I've you seen Eddie see... Izzard. I'm familiar with some of his stuff. Dress to Kill, Dress to Kill. You got to see Dress to Kill. Like some of the finest stand-up comedy you will ever see. I'm not even making that up. It's not even hyperbole. It's Have you seen Starcraft yet? His, his historic humor is the best. Just I'll like, watch uh, that when Brian watches Starcraft. Is it a deal? <laughs> it's uh, the um, oh, yeah, my... con- con- conquering countries with the uh, cunning use okay. of flags. Well, my favorite bit from him is actually not in that one. It's um, in Glorious, where he talks about the Old Testament and Noah's Ark. Oh yeah! Stuff. Oh my god! Oh my god! Fucking kills me every time. Oh my god. All right. Anyway, sorry. Back sorry, to the sorry. That was a huge ass tangent. <laughs> Hi, I'm still here. That's cool. Yay! Um, he hasn't left yet. This is a miracle. This is amazing. <laughs> so I don't. I don't know You've if this is a thing or what. Stay this long. <laughs> I don't know if this is a thing or what, but I've got a patrol mission with only two waypoints. Is that normal? It can be okay. That, that's cool. That's just like that's that's not that's like it's kind of a it's kind of a U-turn more than a patrol. It feels like, but okay. I guess it's a circle, sort of. You know why not? Um, but yes, this game is is just a lot of fun. Oh no, bad guys, bad guys! I must kill them anyway. Uh, they all have orcas. Which I almost bought one until I saw the shields on the Shrike were actually better. Yeah, the orc is a bit, it's kind of like a, more of a freighter type thing. It is unusual that they all have orcas, though. That is weird. A lot, a lot of them do, and they also have that little, like, lightning-looking, very angular ship that I can't remember the name of. Like a small, little, really angular... 
Um, it's, a, it's a cheaper ship. Oh, yeah, that's goodness. kind of like the disposable bad guy ship. Yeah, for lack yeah, of a yeah. Better term. Yeah. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm fighting one right now. I'm fighting one of those little fuckers right now. They're they're very fast, but they're 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 like Tie Fighters, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they look like something from Atron, actually, a little bit. They're very, they almost look polygonal in how they're designed, which I dig. I dig that. Yeah, you're going down, buddy. You're going to die. Now, one thing I also like, oh, I got hurt. I got hurt. Oh, I'm hurt. I am very much hurt. Um, You're not on fire, though. So I am fine. on fire. I am on fire. There's a delay on the stream. So in a little bit, you will see that I am indeed on fire. Oh, uh, there you go. And you are very on fire. There I, I am very I am very on fire. So I'm gonna I like how there's no like like I don't know if there's something you want to do with patrol missions, but there really isn't a time limit, so I can just be like, I'm gonna go back to the station now and fix myself before going to that last <laughs> before going to that last uh that next waypoint. Well I, I mean, you know, the the pirates that are accosting the system are clearly here for, you know, the long haul. They're exactly. dedicated. Exactly. Now, they're going to be like pirate stations and things you can find like that. Like, you can take out the pirates or join the pirates. Can you join the pirates? Yes to both. Ooh. Ooh. So, yes. Uh, basically, the plan is to have the pirates as their own faction. And, like, if you do, you know, missions against pirates or bounty hunting or whatever, that will make them mad at you and You'll probably right, encounter them more often than, like, you know, bigger and badder ones. But if you increase your standing by doing piracy on your own, basically, you will right. basically piss everybody else off. But the pirates are like, oh, hey, he's one of us. And so you, you'll, you'll eventually reach a point where you can, like, go to a pirate system and not be attacked on site and station and access like contraband goods and like Ooh. pirate equipment that maybe you can't find anywhere else. That's pretty So can awesome. you call like a station Tortuga and be like, this is the pirate haven? Exactly. Nice. Oh, that's pretty cool. Now, I've noticed there doesn't seem to be any way to communicate with other ships. Is that, uh, that something that's going to be added, perhaps? The only oh. me- the only method of communication in the world of Drifter is through violence. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that should that should be that should be like a bullet point on the box if you ever had a box. <laughs> that is well, put it in Walmart. That is great. Yeah, put it in Walmart right next to Space Engineer. <laughs> uh, the the plan is to eventually have like um, kind of like an answer response system. That they had. I'm I'm currently looking at how they did it in. Um, oh, what is it? Uh, Star Control Two, where you can like, you have canned responses and things, so you can like. You should totally do it like they did it in Starflight. You can have obsequious. You can have hostile. Yeah. Or actually, yes, that's the other. Yeah, for sure. That that's kind of like the the direction I'm thinking of going in for that but basically like you can kind of bring up the comms and talk to another player and like there'll be some basic things like maybe you can ask for assistance or you can say like give me all your stuff and that might make them 
try and run away or attack you and all that kind of oh, stuff. Oh, your ship are belong to us. Yes. Uh, because uh, I I do love the whole violence thing. It's funny when I got first start, got Starfleet, I didn't know what obsequious meant. <laughs> I was just like, "This is the begging. <laughs> this appears to be the one where they beg." Okay, <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I was like old twelve. <laughs> that is that is a problem playing like when you're younger playing these games. Like some of the stuff is lost on you, and you go back. It's like, wow, I was an idiot when I was playing this game. I like oh. I I remember like playing some or in Brian's like, really... case, I'm still in it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you're like, not wrong. It's like classic games is like, wow, I played that game and I was like the original I remember playing the original not to get on a, another tangent again, but uh, the original Metal Gear for the Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I was just like I didn't get the concept and I was just trying to like, you know, run and gun and I didn't get the whole stealth thing. And now I'm looking back and I'm just like, wow, young me was an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're supposed to be quiet. Oh. oh, wait. Yes, now I understand. Oh, bad guy. Okay, hang on. I got to kill this guy. Where are you going? Where are you going? He's running away. He's not even shooting. He's not even fighting. Is that something that people they, they, they might do? Because uh, actually, it's possible. Like it depends. Because uh, I'm going to call it a feature, but it's really a bug. Uh, like patrol NPCs sometimes attack oh, other man. NPCs. So, okay, like, I'm it's... on fire now. Oh, yeah, that's the... okay. So is he or she? The, the egret is a uh, pretty. Well, um, armed ship. <laughs> yeah, it kind of kicked my ass. I need one. Of the, I need one of them. I need me one of them because holy Christ, <laughs> that's going to be an expensive repair bill. Oh yeah. I, one thing I was going to say I like is that how like when you get hit, you f- you freaking hear it and you feel it, which I like. Like it's like ah, like boom, boom, boom. The sound effects are pretty good. And uh, I also like, uh, I think the controller shakes. I wasn't, I wouldn't get hit, but getting hit feels really violent. And I like that. It, it Yes. Um, it's, I, I've, I've borrowed from the Vlambeer school of game design and used a lot of egregious <laughs> screen shake. Hey, if you're going to borrow from anyone, you might as well borrow from Vlambeer because they get a lot right. But yeah, no, there's, um, yeah, uh, I should have a screen shake slider that causes, like, the UI to shake or something. I dig it. Oh, I would dig that. <laughs> I dig that a lot. Have you played Nuclear Throne? Oh, God, yes. Oh, it's, God, like, it's my so favorite good. game on the Vita right now. Oh, it's so good. It's well, so it's good. like, you guys must be the only two people that own Vitas, man, because, like, I know nobody There are dozens of us! Dozens! Uh, honestly, there are... I mean, it's not a huge amount, and that's kind of why I I can understand, like, why the Vita is kind of ignored a bit, because, like, the user base is not huge, but for, like, a smaller game, uh, like, from what I understand, like, people who own Vitas, like, they love games, and they really, like, they want to buy games. So mm-hmm. it's like, for somebody, like, a small studio like me, or, like, Vlambeer, or something like that, it's it's a really good con- uh, platform to release on because like they really want new content and they're willing to pay for it. So 
Yeah, it's it's really become a like a small haven for indie games. Like there there's some little indie games like Binding of Isaac and stuff like that on there that is just really great. And this, and and Nuclear Throne is great on there. Spelunky for a while, that's all my Vita was, was a Spelunky machine, you know, cuz that's how awesome it is. <laughs> I mean, I don't that's, even know that's if actually I could play. a good name for a game. The Spelunky machine. Spelunky machine, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Where do I find missiles? God damn it, I can't find missiles. Scroll down to ammo. Ammo. I see mass driver slugs, bullets, and auto. Uh, I can't find missiles. Oh, maybe there aren't any in the station. I hate it. I need more missiles. I really like my missiles. I really like my missiles. And I've got money now. When I started, I had no money, and now I've got a little bit of scratch because I found a couple of hyperdrives and shit to sell. That's those stuff. Those those, those <laughs> ju- jump need drives. A hyperdrive? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lego Movie. So great. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so you're planning on releasing this this year, um, which is great. That would that'd be awesome. And your price point is really nice. It's only what ten bucks, and that's uh, not I think on right that's... now. It's well, like it, when it was like. First on early access, it was ten to kind of like match up with the price you could get it for through the Kickstarter. But it's gone up a little bit. It's like twelve ninety nine, I think. But uh, if you get it now, you won't have to worry about the extra fifteen dollars you have to spend later for the uh, multiplayer portion. <laughs> it's it's actually eleven ninety nine. Oh, actually eleven ninety nine. No, but that's I'm in Canada you're, and you're, you're our dollar is worthless now. So. <laughs> But, uh, that's still it. that's still a um wow the reviews are not kind yeah but see, if your if your dollars all shitty it, then that means you have a lot more uh, export power right because the, the then your exports will be that's the bullshit they sell us here so oh yeah. yeah yeah you know it's it's that's good like selling stuff and getting paid in american dollars is good but yeah that is the upside um could we pay you in blue jeans that kind of worked in russia <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay you in windbreakers. No, just dollars, please. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, Brian, you're uh, basically because development is slow. Some people have gotten impatient and rated up the um, negative reviews on Steam. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. I understand. I mean, but like the overall rating is still like seventy six or seventy seven yeah, percent mo- positive. You, you should it's, offer it's to do refunds and which is good. It's seventy six, seventy six percent. Yeah. So I mean, that's good because I've always enjoyed this game. I've been excited about it. it. Was one of the early, if I recall, this was one of really the earliest Kickstarter um, successes in the space, in the space space, in the space game space. Uh, <laughs> Space, 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 game, space. I actually, I think Drifter may have been. It wasn't the first space game to go through and succeed on Kickstarter, but it was definitely the first space trading game. Right. What to, was the first? Do you remember the first like space game? Because I don't. I don't. Uh, I think Kinetic Void might have been oh, just before me. No, not Kinetic Void. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't speak ill of any other game, but Kinetic Void is crap. Sorry. I said it. It's, yeah, but it's, it's better crap. than Elite. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm sorry. I don't mean to speak ill will of other games, but wow, that game is not good. 
That game is not good. Uh, but yeah, you were one of the earliest Kickstarter successes, if I recall. Now, do you still keep tabs on Kickstarter? Like, do you? I know you should still update uh, the campaign there with that, with updates and stuff. But um, like, have you like? I've noticed because I'm still a backer of many things. Uh, but I've noticed there's a lot less stuff that's not only succeeding, but people are going to Kickstarter less and less now. There seems to be a fatigue going on. Have you seen that as well? Um, I'm not sure if it's a fatigue thing. I mean, mm. it, it, it's, I think it's a function of maybe some people are a bit more cautious, but also I feel like people being cautious is kind of the point of Kickstarter. Yeah, that's a good like, thing. I'm, you know, I'm, I may be taking a long time to finish it, but I'm still here. I'm still working on it. Like I'm yeah, releasing you, updates and... Yeah, you're no, not like I, the, you're, you're not like those guys whose business partners spend all their money on 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 beer and and hookers. Oh, that was yeah, that was not good. That was um, so sad. <laughs> that was so sad. Yeah, but it, like I think you know, it's there have been a lot of contemporary games that have kind of like you know failed, and that's the thing that happens with Kickstarter. Like they they say it up front. You know, it's like there's a chance that these people might not be able to do what they're setting out to do. But, you know, as long – basically the whole point is as long as they tried and, you know, the money went in the right place, like that's all right. But still, you know, I I definitely want to try and do good by the people who supported me and, you know. Well, it's – sorry, go And I'm just like, you know, I I don't mind people – you know, I'm my biggest critic with this kind of thing. So I'm like, oh, I need to like, you know, finish this and get it done and all this kind of stuff. But I think hopefully I'm doing a decent job with trying to at least, you know, I'm, I I always check like the forums and comments and things like that. And I'm always there to like, as I say, jump down from the rafters to respond to questions and bug reports and things like that. Yeah. This is not a game I've ever felt, has been abandoned. You know, I mean, I'm, there's, there's a game I'm worried about called Limit Theory, which I've, I've been concerned might be abandoned. And I don't think it is, but it's like the, the updates are very few and far between on that project now. And that was a huge project. So there, there, there I think, and, and there have been some other beautiful Kickstarter uh, failures, like, what is that, Deep Space... Deep Deep Station Nine. What the fuck was that? Uh, Double deep, Fine. Um, uh, Space Station DF Nine or whatever. Yeah. Or space Base. Space Base DF Nine. Yeah. What? What a. I think uh, what happened with that is just the early access did not pan out as well as they thought it would. But so. you can't put all your eggs in that one basket. Yeah. Um. And it's kind of like the dynamic of early access has changed as well. Like when it first started it was a lot easier to kind of like get a lot of people into the game. And now it's like, because there have been so many people who've been burned by early access projects, it's been like, there's a lot less front page promotion on steam and stuff like that, which is by design. And I understand that, but it's like the, the intent has changed over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, w- like with, 
not talking about any specific projects, but it's falling into like a lot of people when they're creating something like this end up getting into this kind of like um, creativity death spiral. I call us where like you're working on something and you're, you know, you've got to manage a community and you've got expectations and it's like, Oh, it's taking forever. And then you kind of get embarrassed. It's like, Oh, the, you know, it's not progressing as fast. It's like, maybe I should just like be quiet and eventually, and you're thinking like, Oh, eventually, you know, I'll have this update out and it'll be fine. But then like, there's a lot of radio silence and then, because of that radio silence, the people like the backers or the people in the forums or whatever, their imaginations run wild. It's like, oh, well, this person's run off with all the money. And so, like, that's a risk. So, like, that's something that I try to really avoid, like a trap I avoid falling into is to just, like, always be there and try, like, as, you know, even if I do get that feeling from time to time, like, oh, you know, I'm, you know, I wish progress was a bit faster like at least i'm still here you know communicating with people who are like you know supporting the game oh i agree yeah i've 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 never really felt like this game has been abandoned like i felt like other games i'm not sure what's going on with some other games but i've never felt this one's been abandoned and i can understand why people do you know feel that the game has been abandoned i i kind of another youtube video yeah, that would help. <laughs> I will. With a cat. With the cat in it. Make it a cat video. I have a video of your cat playing Drifter. I was this is say, how easy I was to play Drifter. I have a video of your cat playing Drifter. This is how easy it is to play Drifter. A cat could play it. A cat could play it. If a cat could play it, you could play it. <laughs> then I have like a tiny disclaimer. Cat playing cat Drifter. Not included. <laughs> cat playing Drifter does not have any indication on how well you'll play Drifter. You know, something like that. Say it really or cat fast. Cat not included. <laughs> cat not included. Oh, well, we've been talking for a while, man. I'm oh, hey, wow, yeah. Hour and a half. Uh, so let's wrap this up. Where before uh, before we go, go just go. Uh, go Sven, it. my artist, um, is working. Just sent me a sketch that he's working on of a new station type. That I'm going to share with the stream. If you want to tweet it out or whatever, you can feel free. But oh, you I'll can't just... post. You can't post oh. links in there. Oh, oh, well then, that's horrible. Okay, I know. That's that's. See, I switched to YouTube because I think in a lot of ways it's better than Twitch. Here, uh, what's what's your what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Celsius GS. Yeah, po- post it on your Twitter. And uh, Hunter, are you are you posting it in the thing? I'm I'm going to hold on. Um. He, he said it is uh, maybe a, a sexy elf, I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> um, a friend. How do you, yeah. how do you spell it? How do you spell it? C E L S I U S G S. Okay. Yes, I see. So it. yeah, that that's how it. we're that's how we're going to start wrapping up. So uh, um, uh did you did you tweet that out yet? I'm just doing it now. Right, send that tweet out, and then I'll get that over to Brian. Actually, so, uh, yeah, no, go ahead. So, uh, Colin, where can people find your stuff? Is it it's so it's Celsius uh, GS on Twitter? Yep. And Game dot com is probably Drifter Game dot com. Okay. Yeah, I just followed them. 
Uh, Brian, uh, throw this up on the stream if you can. Here's a link in the chat uh, there. Got it, got it, got it. The Imgur link you just gave me? Yeah. Yes, sir. Booyah. Let me take a look at that real quick. It's not oh, tits, we promise. wow. <laughs> look at that. Hang on. I might be able to add that to the actual stream. Hang on a second. Uh, move this over here. Hang on. Okay, hang on a second. Uh, I think I can do this. Yeah, there, there we go. There may be uh, some slight homeworld influence to this particular one. It does. It does look a little homeworldy, uh, but that's fine. I love it. I'm, I'm showing you in well, the stream now because I'm sharing my window. Oh, um, awesome. So yeah, I, I, I love that design. It's very Tronish, you know, homeworldish. Which is ain't, ain't thing wrong with that. Ain't a thing wrong with that. So I did put it on. So now people saw it. It's on the stream because. Um, but yeah, folks, it looks it looks. Kind of like if someone took the mothership from Homeworld, but kind of expanded it a little bit and made it look like an actual space station rather than a weird ship with this weird hangar in the middle of it. It looks kind of like that. You know what I mean? You'll, it's on the stream. Uh, you, you'll see it. I'll. I'll. We should also post that somewhere. Um, so post it in the, in in the show notes. Um. But yeah, so driftergame.com, Celsius GS on Twitter. Uh so that is awesome. And folks, the game uh in American dollars is eleven ninety nine. It's called Drifter. It's on Steam. It's in early access. Again, just making sure you all know that. Because, you know, there's a lot that Colin wants to do to uh, get this done, but to add to it before it's done. So the next big version is uh, 7.0. You that was your uh, last update note was like the road to 0. 0.70. Yes, and that's going to be just give us a quick rundown of like the big bullet points in that one that's coming up. Uh, I'm hoping to have um, material synthesis is the big thing. The crafting mm-hmm. system where basically you can eventually basically like there's there's the base weapons of the game and equipment and like jump drives, but eventually I want to have like, for lack of a better term, it's kind of like borrowing from RPGs. Like, you know, you might be able to get a laser plus one, but the only way to... You can't buy it. You'll either have to make it or find it. Like, Ooh, okay. Out there, basically. Um, And the other big thing is I'm finally replacing the placeholder textures on the planets with properly... Um, procedurally generated textures. I'm working on a, a like a a system basically that uses um, scripts to create different and unique like planetary systems and things oh, like nice. that. Oh, nice! Yeah, nice. Uh, one last question: In the space station, what's I- unidentified, undefined going to be? Uh, with the undefined, basically, uh, each space station, um, type will have its own, um, like station specific, um, what's the right word? It's it's like a station specific facility. So like mining systems already have ore processing. Like if you mm. go mining and you collect ore, you can't sell the ore on the market. You have to take it to ore processing to convert it into oh. like refined materials. 
So, and then another station type, the high-tech station, will have material synthesis. So you have to find one of the, like, you have to go to that specific station and then go into the material synthesis facility, and then you can queue up crafting jobs, Mm. basically. So, like, not all of it is quite hashed out, but basically that's what that is going to be. Like, each station type will have a a facility that is unique to that station. Oh, that's very cool. So that explains why this one station I'm at, they wanted nothing to do with the ore I was trying to sell. Exactly. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Okay. That's cool. So I saw, I did see a few more mission types as well. Um, as we were talking, I saw the smuggler inception, which is neat. And the antivirus mission. Which is neat. So I'm seeing I, I'm seeing a little more variety. I don't know if like my level went up or something, or if I'm in a less safe system, so now there's just more stuff popping up. But uh I like that the further the better I get, the more stuff is available to me. Um so that's cool. I am enjoying that. Um but yeah, this game is pretty damn great, folks. Uh, it really uh it's not like you're not going to get like an Evercron or Elite style experience out of this, but you are going to get something suitably spacey but fun. Like more focus on fun than worrying about what your drift, what your uh, your relative velocity to a space station is. <laughs> you know, you know, or something like that. <laughs> or you're matching the uh, rotation of a station, or you're wondering why the game doesn't have bookmarks or a functioning economy. <laughs> uh, So, uh, Colin, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. We'll definitely have to have you back on once the game goes live. Now, for folks, sure. folks, next week we are going into the realm of the physical. Uh, a, friend of, uh, our, a friend of ours in the um, Facebook group, he's launching a Kickstarter for a board game, a spacey board game called Squadron Strike Traveler. Uh, Jim knows a lot more about this than I do. Doesn't so he's probably lumber to me. He's probably going to be taking a lot more uh, more point on this podcast than I will. But um, yeah, so next week we're going to have our friend Ken Ken Burnside on the show to talk about his uh, kickstarting board game. It's a spacey board game, so it's kind of relevant, but it's not it's not a computer game. Yeah, um, we should say that it was that it's being developed in Lumberyard because it's a board game. After all. Ha ha ha! After all, it is called Space Game Junkie. There is no preface uh, on on whether or not it's computer you know, game, computer game, space junkie. I just don't. Thing. I just don't have time for board games with moving. Neither do I. But I. But with anything, and, I and, make the time and math and and I want the computer to do all that for me. Yeah. You well, know what? Just just roll the dice, Brian, and take a chance. Oh no! no. We're not oh, no. going back to that game. Roll, oh, roll for initiative. Roll oh no, for I fumbled! Oh no, my head flew off. Oh no. That's not blood two, two ones! Oh no! <laughs> I didn't open the door, I blew up the door somehow. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. So we gotta send Colin a copy of Tharsis. <laughs> oh no, no, no. No. No, that's cold. No. There's no, no middle no. ground on Tharsis. No. Oh, <laughs> there really isn't. Oh no! We've had damn near bloodshed right here on the show. 
That was that was an, that was a crazy episode from a few weeks ago. But anyway, folks, thank you so much for tuning in and watching and listening. We had a good audience tonight in the chat room. Always, we're always on Tuesday nights. So please stop by and say hello. If you have a suggestion for a guest or a topic or a question or whatever, just don't forget you can hit us up at hail at spacegamejunkie.com. I just oh, want to throw hail. Oh, oh, hail, yes. yes. I just want to throw out one last thing. I haven't talked about the Patreon campaign in a while because I don't want to pimp it too much. But if you can all just check out the Patreon campaign because it's helping me afford more expensive hosting, our Mumble server that we're using right now, um, uh, backups for the site, our uh, our paid and that for that swank yacht that we meet on every second Evol- Tuesday, <laughs> Evolve Room. So if you have a if you have a dollar to spare a month, just throw it our way. It, it helps pay for stuff that we try and make the site a more awesome community with. Brian, that you're was such a, a pimp. That was a horrible sentence. We could get I'm a relish a pimp, tray Brian. for only five dollars more. Hey, uh, so actually, while we're on the roll of uh, pimping some things, so if you guys want to play games with us, come hang out with us on Thursdays, and like, uh, you, you know, mm-hmm. you guys can pick the game if you want. If we have it, we'll play it with you. As long as you pick Grand uh, Theft Auto, that's what he means. <laughs> as long as you pick Grand Theft No, uh, seriously, though, like, we love to play with the community, and that's what Thursday night's all about. So come on out Thursday, and if there's a game you guys want to play, just hit us up, and we'll play it with you. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we schedule things in advance, so if there's a game you want to play, let us know, and we'll put it on the calendar. For only um, ninety nine ninety five, I will play any game, anytime. Like this week, we're going to be playing with Vendetta Online, which oh, I actually... Oh, that's right. Yes, you should install that, because it's got some funky-ass tutorials. Uh, I, I played NVIDIA the, Shield. I played an hour of it today, and uh, it's not bad. No, I don't know if they're guys, doing a big graphical over... Oh, uh, calculation thing. Something. I don't know if I'm gonna subscribe to it, but I I am digging it. I, I think it's kind of it. weird that it's a ten spot a month for a PC user to subscribe, and then the Android people get to play for free. Maybe we should get them on. I'll, I'll think about it. Maybe we should get them on and ask them guys why. That's the that's the whole podcast. Why guys? Why? I have I have the Nvidia Shield version, so <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to pay for that. Wait, did you did you have to pay for the game? No. Oh, so it's a free download and free to play. Yeah, it's free like yeah. But but the P, but us PC fo- types, we got to pay ten bucks. What? I don't know. Well, you get well, eight we, hours we should... to dip your toe in. I know, and I've already used up about an hour of that, and I've but I'm enjoying it. So we're going to be playing that on Thursday. So yeah, if you have a suggestion for something you'd like us to play, join us. And don't last thing, we're on Mumble quite often, especially Jim and Hunter. They're on Mumble quite often playing Grand Theft Auto and. Because they have more time to actually game than I do. Um, it's not true. We actually neglect quite a few other things. But, you know, whatever. Well, okay. Oh, is that my wife calling me? <laughs> but, folks, um, yeah, don't forget to check out our Mumble server. You can find all the information on the website, spacegamejunkie.com. <laughs> we have a paid Mumble server. We're on there fairly regularly. I'm hungry. So, uh... Would you like some mayonnaise? <laughs> <laughs> I'm testing the format, guys. I'm testing the outro. So anyway, okay. uh, thanks so much for watching and listening, and we'll see you Thursday and next week. Have a good one, folks. Bye. Bye.